Welcome to episode 96 of the Search with Candor podcast, recorded on Friday the 29th of January 2021. My name is Mark Williams-Cook, and today I'm going to have an episode for you that's about SEO scams. That means those kind of cold approaches you get from SEO freelancers or agencies that might not be what they seem. I had one of these this week, someone very persistent wanted to talk to me about the SEO of Also Asked. So in this episode, you'll hear some excerpts from an actual Zoom call I had with them and we'll do a little bit of dissection about what they were telling me that I need to do to get the site to rank. Before we get into that, before we kick off this episode of Search with Canda, I want to tell you that it's kindly sponsored by our friends at Sitebulb. If you haven't heard of Sitebulb, it is a truly excellent piece of auditing software for your SEO. It's available on Windows and Mac. They have a special offer for Search with Canda listeners. If you go to sitebulb.com forward slash SWC, you can get a 60-day free trial, no credit card required. So there's absolutely no excuse not to give it a go. Um, Sitebulb's got loads of great things about it. One of my favorite things is, in my opinion, it's the best tool at the moment on the market for looking at your structured data of your site. You can do a full crawl of your website, get a breakdown of where your structured data is, what's broken, what's not. And the other thing I've mentioned Sitebulb a lot for is they're really great. It's a really great tool and they're really great kind of in terms of their website as well for providing information and context about the issues they're highlighting. I was on the Marketing in 20 Minutes podcast this week and we actually were talking about Sitebulb as a tool for people new in SEO for this reason. And something they've just launched now on their website, which is absolutely brilliant, is this structured data change history timeline. So for them to be able to build a tool that looks at your structured data, they need to be right bang up to date with all of the changes and additions Google is making to structured data. And they've put this brilliant timeline on their website. I'll put a link in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. But now you can go sign up and you can get alerts from Sitebulb when the structured data changes. So when there's an update, maybe there's a new type of structured data that's being supported by Google or requirements are changing, which does happen, you can get an alert, which is absolutely fantastic. Check them out there at sitebulb.com forward slash SWC. Okay, before we kick off, I think I just want to give a little bit of background to this episode. So this episode actually wasn't planned. I didn't go out there and try and find, uh, you know, SEO scammers or anything like that. What brought this about was earlier on this week, I had a cold email from an SEO agency that said they had completed an audit of alsoask.com and there were really interesting and important SEO issues that I need to tackle if I wanted to rank the site. Now, of course, you know, I've worked in SEO a long time. I run an SEO agency, so it's highly unlikely this is going to be of interest to me. 
So I, I replied to their email and I replied to their email from my app with Canda address. So you can see that I'm from an agency that does SEO. The signature in the email I applied to them has my job title, digital marketing director. And I just very, very clearly told them I'm not interested in the audit and I can guarantee them it's not gonna have anything of interest in there for me. So sometimes with these emails, I like to just shut them down nice and quickly because I don't want to, you know, you've probably all had them when you ignore them or you mark them as spam, you still get those follow-ups of, oh, hey, I don't know if you've got time to read my email. So sometimes I just reply and say I'm not interested. Now, their response to this was to just send me the audit and then try and push me into booking a time with them to discuss the audit. And I had a look at the audit, and as you can imagine, um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't great in my opinion. And I thought, okay, well, actually, I've got half an hour free on Friday morning, so I'll I'll take the call and I'll let them kind of talk me through what's in the audit because there was a lot of things in there that I could quite clearly see were a waste of time. So I just wanted to ask them some questions about it. I didn't want to kind of argue with them about what's worth doing or not. I just wanted to hear what their explanation of as to why I should be doing these things. And again, when you listen to this call, you'll see I haven't at any point, you know, kind of lied about who I am. I haven't tried to correct them and I haven't sort of feigned that I don't know something. All I've done is just ask them questions um, about the report they've been they've given me and some of the answers you'll hear to be honest are quite shocking and the reason I'm doing this episode and this is something I've always done so for those that are local to kind of the East Anglia Norwich area you might know I before COVID we had the search Norwich event that I organized and the reason we ran this event was I wanted especially smaller businesses who couldn't maybe afford to just engage with like a normal kind of SEO agency, I wanted to provide them with an environment where they could learn the basics of SEO without this sales pressure of someone trying to sell them something and convince them that there's something wrong. So I thought it will make, especially locally, the industry healthier if we can give these businesses some education because then they will make smarter decisions. And you know, this this is a you know this isn't like a completely um <laughs> like a completely thing I'm you know we're doing not from a business point of view because my view is if businesses make better decisions about who they hire they're more likely to hire a respectable agency which I'd like to think that we are so there was a few reasons for doing this and of course it's always great just to meet new SEO people and, and have these conversations and this is the reason why I wanted to highlight this call as well in this episode because it maybe will show you the kind of questions you need to ask and I can give you some context as to the type of answers you'll likely get and where they might be leading you astray. So we'll di we'll dive right in. Um, the call I had them was, was, was 30 minutes. I've clipped out a lot of that just because a lot of it, to be honest, was just boring fluff. And the other thing I want to make clear is I'm not going to out who this person was. I'm not going to out who the company is because I don't think it's worth it. The key thing I want people to take away from this is you need to have your guard up with these kind of approaches. It serves no purpose outing who they are because they will always be another person trying to do this.
So let's listen to the call. Great. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll go through, I'll kind of open the floor up to you and and you can ask you know, any questions about, about the report. We can go through that. Um, and what I'll do is I'll kind of explain how we work, you know, obviously how we can help you. And then at the end of it, you can decide obviously what you want to do and we'll take it from there. Does that sound fair enough? Sure. Yeah. Sounds fair. Awesome. So I've got your report up here. So tell me what, what are your kind of main questions and, and concerns and we'll kind of work through them bit by bit. Sure. So, well, the, the summary obviously, uh, says, I don't know who wrote this report. It says, in my opinion, the biggest issue with AlsoAsk.com is its domain authority score of DA0. This essentially means you have no authority and will not have much luck ranking for competitive keywords. So is this, is this domain authority something sort of Google uses to rank websites? That's right, yes. We're not off to a best start here already. Here's the definition of domain authority by Moz, who are the people that made it. Domain authority is a search engine ranking score developed by Moz that predicts how likely a website is to rank on search engine result pages, SERPs. A domain authority score ranges from one to 100 with higher scores corresponding to a greater ability to rank. Domain authority is calculated by evaluating multiple factors, including linking root domains and the number of total links into a single DA score. This score can be used when comparing websites or tracking the quote unquote ranking strength of a website over time. Domain authority, and this is in bold, is not a metric used by Google in determining search rankings and has no effect on the search engine result pages. So most SEOs will know that domain authority is helpful as a metric um, when you're doing SEO campaigns, but it's certainly not used by Google. Maybe though he's just simplifying it and he's got a clear explanation now of what DA is for us. So domain, so the, easy, the easiest way to explain it, domain authority is basically it's, it's, it describes its relevance okay, for a specific subject area or, or particular industry um, and it's basically this relevance has a direct impact on its ranking by the search engines the simplest way to explain it probably would have just been to read the definition from moz but we're not nitpicking here because he's reaffirmed this fact that da is something that directly impacts google it is absolutely not and that's an important distinction because this is what the cell is being made on or at least part of it that we have this da zero here's where we really go off piece though and kind of get lost in the definition trying to actually assess the domain authority through various you know, alternated analytic different analytical uh, algorithms so I think he got a little bit lost here, which is fine. Uh, but now he goes back into the pitch about what he can do to help us fix this problem of low domain authority. Much of what we do is directed at building up the authority with Google. And it's just to show that this particular site, your site, is an authority in their field. And quite often it's, it's when you've got uh, usually it's when you have a website that's fairly new. I mean, how, how long has your website been, been running now? Since uh, November 2019. Right. Have you put much, because I, I, was, I was looking at your website, but have you 
done much in terms of producing content, social media, that that type of thing, or is it kind of being has it been sat around just so I've got a bit of a background with it? Well, there's no um, there's no content on the site. It's just a tool. Yeah, no, I don't mean just on site, but any other social media. I didn't know whether you actively promoted it. Is what I'm saying. I I put about it on Twitter quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that's that's what's going on is that it's usually when you've got either a brand new site or a site that has been kind of left predominantly to its own devices. So if you don't have any uh, content, so if you if you're not actively creating content for a blog creating various uh, what we call backlinks through you know, social media, uh, linking to other sites. That's that's what leads it to have a very low authority score. I actually thought we were getting somewhere here because we did start talking about things like content. And yeah, it's a completely fair enough point that we need to be producing content and pages if we want them to rank. Again, we've gotten to really shaky ground when we start talking about domain authority and, and ranking being influenced by us linking to other websites or getting links from social media. Uh, you know, it doesn't really work like that, but fully understand this probably isn't like a maybe a technical person we're speaking to, so we can forgive that, but it does get better. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm just looking at the report. Um, yeah, that's what confused me because then later in the report it said, Oh, you mentioned backlinks there that I have like 8,000 yeah. backlinks. Wow. Did you ever, did you ever pay at any point? Did you sort of pay for, for mass backlinks? No. That's no. interesting. I just really love here that he sounds so confused that a site might be able to get 8,000 backlinks without paying for them. Because in that case, it means that those backlinks are, are what we call toxic. It doesn't. So it's, it's, it's got a toxicity report on it. And what, in, in layman's terms, what that means is the sites that you're linked with are not trustworthy. So they've, they've either you know, got issues on their back end or they're not being updated. Again, we've we've really strayed quite far from the truth here. So now he's telling me that sites that are toxic are toxic because things like they haven't been updating their content, which is obviously complete rubbish. Um, I've cut a little bit out here now because he goes on about this quite a lot. I thought I'd ask him because we've got some great links to also ask from you know people like Yoast, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Search Engine Land. So I thought I'd see if he's heard of these sites and, and see why there might be this toxic linking problem. Technically, the, the domain authority score, it can go from anywhere from you know, zero up to 100. But ideally, we're, we're aiming to be somewhere in the, the DA 30 to 50. Okay? So any, anything above 50 is, is very good. Okay, So I don't think you know, you've got to be up 90 or 100. It's getting above 50 in itself is very difficult to achieve. But at that point, it means that Google will then start to rank the keywords that you want to, to rank for, basically. So um, what confused me that, so have you heard of Yoast? Mm, yeah, yes. and have you heard of Ahrefs and SEM Russian yeah, yeah. Moz? So yeah. all all of them link to us. Yeah. So are they all toxic? 
Um, no, I mean, those those are obviously well-known sites. So those, it, it's very unlikely that the toxicity would be coming from those those links. However, it could be coming from the, what, seven, seven odd thousand other links. I haven't actually done any link building for AutoAsked. I've been really lucky because certain people in the industry have seen it, shared it, it's been mentioned in talks. I've, I'm quite aware of the backlink profile. I think it's pretty good. There's certainly nothing in there that I would worry about or worry about toxicity. So this whole case that we've been talking about, to be honest, is just complete air. There's no toxic link problem to fix. It doesn't matter that the site's DA0. Interestingly, in their report, they give me the Ahrefs metrics that say that the domain rating's really good. But for some reason, he's chosen to focus on this DA0 from Moz, which is obviously just out of date. So we'll leave that section there because there's some other interesting things that they bring up in their audit that I think are worth listening to. Sure. So to I think I understand that. So basically, um, the domain authority zero stops me ranking. The links I've got at the moment kind of aren't good enough. Um, so I need to look at that. Yeah. Okay. And the, so yeah, just the other things. So it says a low text to HTML ratio. Yeah. In the report is one of the main things. How, what's the, what should that be, that ratio? Yeah, so I mean, first thing I will say, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a, a tech lead on this. So this would be a really great time to say you don't know, or you could just double down and make something up. But what I can say is that that is related to a lot of the back end issues. So again, it's it's about you have, you have to separate because SEO is, comes in in two forms. So you've got what we call on page. SEO. So that is what people, that's what, that's what you would see. That's, that's your articles, that's your content. I know you don't obviously have a blog or anything like that at the moment, but that's what people can see. But then you've also got the back end search engine optimization, which is effectively your um, text to HTML ratio that it needs to be as close to sort of 50, 50 as you, as you can have it. Now, if you're, heavy on on one end or the other obviously html is essentially a code that communicates between you know between websites between a website and google it's how that it's how it it's yeah it's, it's all code and there's obviously a disparity there in terms of how much code and how much text there is as well so the, there's issues there I guess I feel a bit sorry for him because it's obvious he's got quite lost here. It doesn't even make any sense why a text to HTML ratio would want to be 50-50. When people did used to say this kind of thing, they would normally say, hey, you want a high ratio of text and a low amount of code because then there's more stuff for Google to see and it's faster. Of course, none of that actually turns out to be true. So here's a quote from uh, John Mueller about this because he got asked this question directly. Is there anything to do you know in terms of ranking with text to code ratio and his answer was no so quite clearly we've got the answer out out the out the gate no we don't use anything like text to code when it comes to google search we especially pick up the visible content on the page and we use that some pages have a lot more html some pages have a lot less html that's more a matter of your kind of design preferences how you set things up on your site so 
it definitely, you know, it's, it's not making a difference, this ratio. There's no optimal ratio here. And this is one of the main things that was highlighted in the audit that we need to fix to rank well in Google. And that's stopping me from rank that's stopping me from ranking. So that needs to be nearer fifty percent, that text to HTML ratio. Yeah, that's something that needs to be sorted there. Okay. Um on the plus side though, when we talked about the on site stuff, even though we didn't use Yoast, we did a good job. Well, not terrible. Yeah. So the actual the on site health score isn't isn't bad. Because you're at ninety one percent there. Um which is probably down to the fact, I'm assuming you used, did you use Yoast initially to, to kind of set your, the basic SEO up with that? Did, did you use, did you use Yoast? Did you use any, anything like that? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think I can have Yoast on my site. Is that right? I'm actually not sure whether it's purely for, I, I think you can use it for other I'm sure you can use it for other because what what platform are you on uh i don't think it's a platform it just got built so it's a right it's a custom built mm. site yeah yeah so whoever built it and kind of you know set set everything up whoever coded it hasn't done a, a terrible job with it it's you know it, it's a fairly good score as far as the the health score um to a type, yeah, so two type limits too short. I've cut the next bit of the call because we get into a conversation about him essentially trying to sell me this service to disavow toxic links, which, you know, again, this is something we definitely don't need. And he gives a fair explanation of the disavow process. But the next bit of the call is included in this audit, we had some keyword data about things we probably want to rank for and this was pretty wild because the the key terms seemed pretty random to me i mean we had uh, things like www.ask as a keyword we might want to rank for or just the word ask and the research i did showed completely different keyword volumes uh, globally on these terms to what they provided as well so we, we had a little conversation about this yeah, you have that on table in here as well about kind of keywords and, and search volume. Yeah. And I was sort of a bit confused yeah. by that because you listed words just sort of like ask and well, yeah. is this things I should be ranking for in this so, table? No, in, in short, not necessarily. So some of them maybe. I mean, we <clears throat> that's something we actually need to, work, we'd need to work with you to determine that. But those keywords that you're seeing those are the keywords that you are actually ranking. So <laughs> they may or may not be keywords you want to rank for, um, but that's just what we've picked up at the moment. So it, it also gives you an idea as to the effectiveness of your of the of the kind of leads and people that are, you know the traffic that is is visiting your website. So that's something we'd have to look at because ideally we want to have what we call high intent keyword phrases being ranked for. Because so, that sounds that sounds like pretty mad that the keyword slash phrase people also search for, you're saying that has 110,000 people a month search for that globally. 
This confused me a little bit. So using keywords everywhere in their API, people also search for as a search term globally, as far as I can see, gets about a thousand searches a month. So this seemed hugely out to me. Yeah, it could well be, you know, obviously each, each keyword wow. is different. So I'm looking at, yeah, you got people also search for, yeah. So that's, that's just search. That is a high, that's a very high search volume, but the problem is there's no value in it. Actually, we started getting dangerously near the truth here when we started talking about things like intent. I think if you'd done any research, you would have known that people also search for is actually probably something we would like to rank for because this shows that people are doing some kind of keyword research into things that Google is suggesting, which is what our tool does. I'll cut the next bit because, again, we had a little back and forward in that their search figures seem completely wrong. And really, this is this bit that's coming up is why I put this in the podcast, because it gets now absolutely wild in terms of what they're suggesting we're doing. They're going to start suggesting things that will absolutely harm our SEO, absolutely damage our business and actually benefit them and wrapped up in all of this we're going to be paying them for the privilege of this and this comes when we start later in the call talking about link building and content for the site and what they can do to help us build links so i just had two two other questions quickly for you just <clears throat> on this mm. um the backlinks you create is that what you're sort of describing there you make content and get links on other site so is that so <laughs> So is that like guest posting? Because I've been offered that in, before. In in a sense, but it, it's so. It's right. I'll I'll try and be quick as well because I know you obviously want to shoot something cool. But um, what we do is we create content to create those backlinks. So obviously backlinks are when another website creates that link pointing back to your site. So ideally, in doing that, the goal is to show Google that you're trusted. Okay. This is fine. He's established that, yes, Google does use websites linking to us as a way of judging if we're trusted. That is correct. So that's what presumably he's going to build his pitch on now. Now, what we do is we create trustworthy backlinks. Okay, so we have a set of websites where we write general articles about your industry. Uh-oh, I think I see where this is going. Ensuring that the same keywords that are on your site are actually appearing in, in the backlinks to then further solidify you as an expert in, in your particular area. Okay. Now, <clears throat> in those articles, we then link to your website, essentially saying, see these guys for more information. Okay. Now, with these sites, we've got complete control with their authority ranking with Google, do you though? That doesn't really sound like a thing. And in th in that particular way, we can ensure that they won't turn into toxic backlinks. Okay. So are they sites you if you own then? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So fair enough. It's a private blog network, a PBN. If he tells me that this is against Google's guidelines and it will put me at risk, then I guess that could be okay if I make that choice. And. It's important to realize as well is that these articles that we're creating, they are not seen by any of your visitors. Oh, uh, say what? Okay. 
they're not authority pieces. So that, you know, if you had a blog, for example, those would be authority based pieces. What we create is purely to create high quality backlinks focused on the key that we're looking to focus on. The offering seems pretty clear now, right? He's explaining to me that it's not quote-unquote authority content. It's just content they're going to put on their websites to link to me. So they're going to spin out crap content and give me links. It's really basic, uh, low-quality PBN stuff. Still hasn't warned me that this is against Google's terms of service, but this is because things are about to do a 180 because I think he's probably decided I'm a bit of a mug now and the offering of them using their PBN to link to my site completely turns on its head. Get this. Okay, so that they would be put on your website, but they wouldn't be, they just wouldn't be visible to your, your visitors. Did you catch that? In the space of 30 seconds, we've gone from them creating content and putting it on their owned websites, their PBN and linking to me, to this content being hosted on my site and it not even being visible to my visitors. Sorry, they're put on my website. Yeah, they would be put on your site, linking out to our websites. See over who here, we've now flipped to me linking to their websites, even though one minute ago we said that other websites linking to us is what's gonna help us rank. And also they would, they would have a lot, they would have the keywords, all of the, the kind of stuff that we do. So they'd be in the heading, it would be, the keywords would be featured the right number of times. All these keywords are not a single user to see them. Well, maybe I've misunderstood. So let's just confirm what's on offer here. <coughs> I got confused there. I thought you said you were, you put the articles on your sites that link to mine. Or do I put, no, you said the it's content. It's the other way around. Okay, so it's to rank in Google, you write the content yeah. that goes on my site and it links to your sites and then that's, but the users right. don't see the articles on my site correct okay that's right i'm gonna leave the call recording there we go on because actually as part of the audit they have suggested what they call more aggressive second tier link building which is essentially them building links to the links to my site so basically again it means them building links to their own PBN sites to try and get my sites to rank. So in summary, what we've had here is someone cold pictures for SEO with a quote unquote free audit. They've completely misled us about what domain authority is, its importance to getting our site to rank and sold us a service to remove toxic links that quite frankly, in my opinion, do not exist. They then said we've got on-site technical issues that are stopping our site ranking like our text to HTML ratio, which I think we can all agree doesn't even make sense. It's definitely not a thing. Google says it's definitely not a thing that we need to be looking at and they want me to pay to fix that. And then when it comes to, to link building and kind of keyword research, we almost got there with at least even if it was a PBN, if they told me the score, I could have made an informed decision as a website owner whether I wanted that. But instead, we went from them trying to sell me PBN links, so that's links from sites they own, which breaks Google's webmaster guidelines, which means if we get caught, they will be devalued and all that money we spent on them would be wasted. But somehow that got 180 to 
me hosting their what they called not authority content on my site and somehow hiding that from users so i'm guessing that they want to hide it from users and only show it to search engines which would mean that we're cloaking which again uh, that's a term where you're showing one thing to users and a different thing to search engines so that's bad that's something we can get penalized for that's very overt uh, kind of bad behavior but the links are going from our site to theirs so actually we're link building to them our good site is linking to their probably from what it sounds like quite bad PBN site so we're vouching for them and we're going to be paying them for this so this as you can see this you know this pitch is bonkers and I never at any stage of this initial conversation tried to hide the fact that I did SEO I emailed them with my job title with candor as my email signature they could see that and they've still lent in heavily to this pitch and I just wanted to highlight to you this still goes on you know with anything in business if it's too if it seems too good to be true it probably is and there really isn't such a thing as a free lunch this audit they sent me for free you know isn't an audit that's giving me any value they're using this as a sales tool these are being used as scare tactics we've plucked data points we've taken them totally out of context and at times whether through ignorance or doing it on purpose i can't tell we've just said completely wrong things to try and get me to do seo and this is why seo can get a bad reputation it's something i other seos other agencies really want to push against so you know i would just implore you if someone's having to cold email you about your seo or cold contact you in any way they're probably not going to be a good person to do SEO with. You know, get recommendations from other people. Loads of people are doing SEO. Attend events, whether it's local meetups, well, not the moment local meetups, but webinars, whether they're local kind of webinars from those local events or whether they're bigger events like Brighton SEO. They're the kind of places you can meet the people that will help you. So buyer beware, you know, this is what happens. This is what's going on. So please, please, please just be careful who you're speaking to about SEO. That's the whole episode. I hope you enjoyed that uh, call. And we're going to be back in one week's time, which will be Monday, the 8th of February for the next episode. If you enjoyed this one, of course, please subscribe, share it, do all that nice stuff. And I really hope you have a lovely week.